You are listening to the Movie Guys Showcast. Autobots, engage! Attention. The Movie Guys love movies. Any comments about how the cast of Star Wars Episode 7 brings great disappointment to the multitude of fans that wanted Tom Cruise to play Han Solo are purely for entertainment purposes only. What? Wait, who wrote this? Lee? Yeah, I think so. All I'm saying is, now that we've mentioned it, a lot of our listeners are going, that's right, he should have been Han Solo. It's occurring to a lot of people right now. How old would he have been when that happened, if he had originally done Han Solo? Too cocky. He wore his cocky instead of being cocky, Tom Cruise. Uh, 82. <laughs> Which Tom Cruise? He, Just name a Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> one, yeah, of the, one of them's Han Solo. 77, he's in The Outsiders. He's like 17. Yeah, oh, he's not old enough is yeah. what I'm thinking. That's the only reason, Lee. I was just making it Thank clear. You. Thank you. He would have been if he were five years older. Oh, it should also be noted that uh, many are disappointed that casting director Donald Sterling didn't bring back Billy D. Williams. What? So oh. that's uh, interesting. Topical joke. Though I gotta say, <laughs> Billy D. Williams does a great cameo in the Lego, the Lego movie. movie. Yeah. That may be enough for him. It's pretty great. Yeah. Now they're making Lego everything. Did I see a, a Simpsons Lego? Episode That's coming up? That's the newest thing. The they, episode, they're doing yeah. an episode this week or next week. They're legifying everything. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Did a, they did a 3D well, animation one once. Movie Guys Lego, patent pending, patent pending. Oh, that would be awesome. Movie yeah, Guys well, Lego. Yeah, if, we were the, if we had the budget of the Conan O'Brien. <laughs> should just bring out Lego characters one day and just do the show <laughs> off-camera voices and just Lego guys sitting here. I love that. great. Let's <laughs> just do it with, like, yellow guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. like we do the cheap one. We, they don't look like us. It's just the yellow, four of the yellow guys. With the one has female hair and the other, yeah. all three other the same other hair. You can snap the hair on and off. Just a little knob. Right snap on helmet, and then they could we could just paint a little um, like on mine. It could be a little Ghostbuster thing, and then on yours it would just be a picture of Tom Cruise. And then and then it's like just them sitting there for ten minutes, and then you just one of the heads turns and for like uh, one interaction. What are we joke. stop action geniuses? <laughs> Not so much. We could put them all on a little couch because they have like the Lego furniture. We're doing that. I'm hey, welcome that. to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. I don't want to talk about time travel, because if we start talking about it, then we're going to be here all day talking about it, making diagrams with straws. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admiral's Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week. Basically, search the movie guys anywhere you like on the internets and Googles, and we come right up. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and of course, themovieguys.net. And it's all absolutely free. And we encourage you to subscribe everywhere you can. And if you do, still, no charge. <laughs> In fact, uh, newly posted to the Movie Guys Net, you can catch a review of the new Tom Hardy film, Lock, as well as all of our filmmaker interviews from the Phoenix Film Festival. They are all now posted. Head on over there if you get a chance. You can find our, our, our latest uh, movie showcast on ComedyPodcastNetwork.com and WBAD.net, where you can hear our show Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. That's it for housekeeping. Your hosts for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves include myself, Paul Preston, here with Karen Volpe, Lee Caius, and Adam Witt. Later in the show, we'll be joined by an actor who has appeared on the likes of Conan and Mad Men and is producer and star of his own web series, The Impression Guys. Ross Marquand will be here. Yay, Ross Marquand. And saints be praised, summer movie season is upon us. That was quick. <laughs> just a boom. It was January, not so long I ago. I thought I was sweating for nothing. Yeah, I was just going to say, we can tell when it's summer movie season because I have to start wearing shorts again. And it's I start a, wearing skirts. You'll, you'll hear the hum of the in-studio fan <laughs> underneath everything we're saying. 
Uh, well, <laughs> don't forget, during summer, we will still be your best source for previewing everything that's uh, new that's opening in theaters. And summer kicks off with two new films. Here's the first. Peter Parker. It's been ten years. What have you been up to? I do some web design. With the dramatic string section, the loud boom, and the blood-red Marvel logo can only mean one thing. There's still three weeks until the new X-Men sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but till then, we have The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Walk of Shame. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's right. Those are actually two different movies, I'm being told. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Walk of Shame. All right, let's listen to the second one. I am lost. I don't have a phone or money. She undercover cop. No, she ain't no cop. That's the bitch from the news. I'm not that? a cop. What? I am. <laughs> bitch from the news. Basically... That was the After working hours, right? The Martin Scorsese movie yes. now with Elizabeth yes. Banks. Well, that, that was the working. Hotter. That was the working title. Bitch with the news. Bitch from the Bitch news. From the news. <laughs> I do want to digress slightly back to those uh, staccatoed strings in Spider-Man. That seems to be a very common. Oh yeah. Sound wow. in, in um, superhero movies, right? Yeah. That's how I know I'm watching a superhero movie. When the Autobots roll out, it'll go. Because the music tells you now that things are exciting. Yeah. It's like a paint, but it's also, but in these, it's a paint by numbers. It's the mm -hmm. unrolling of the long mythology. Bam. Yeah, thousands of years ago, Transformers were buried in the thing. You know, oh, only one man had the technology. But in the past, the X-Men were supposed to. It forces you to listen. And now. It's like the equivalent of the old. See, that lulls you. This gets you ready. Transformers had a family. Hey, I think we found a Transformer. And one day, they discovered. How's it going to be? Not everything's what it seems. That life was not the sum of its parts. It's like the modern day equivalent of James Horner back when his scores would always tell you when to cry. You know, Matthew Broderick comes around the corner. Well, there won't be any black soldiers joining our regiment. And you're like, cry now. Time to cry. Oh my God. I mowed so many lawns to the glory sound. The cry cue. Such a film nerd thing. The crying cue. Oh, I mean, Braveheart, Titanic. James Horner will tell you when. You have to think about it. Watch your story. He'll tell you when to cry. Now it's Hans Zimmer. That's Hans Zimmer being mostly. They're doing mock Zimmer when they do that, right? But he's got <laughs> one emotion, pretty much, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he was it uh, is mock Zimmer. Ba yeah. uh, back draft too, right? <laughs> anyway, didn't he do Miami Crimson Vice Tide. theme song? Bombast is his thing. What Miami Vice theme song? That's Jan Hammer. Jan Hammer. Oh, not Hans <laughs> Zimmer. Zimmer. Completely two different yeah, people. Totally I'm sure. No, no, no. You're thinking of the coach of the Cubs in the '80s, Hans Zimmer. That's Don <laughs> Zimmer. <laughs> Who's Don Rickles? <laughs> You know who Don Rickles is. That's one of these. All these guys you know. That's the one. Oh, that's funny. So uh, anyway, speaking of guys there. you know, uh, we woke up to sad news today. Found out Bob Hoskins mm. passed away. And one of the greatest huh? movies of all time. Who framed Roger Rabbit? He's your Eddie Valiant. Amazing. That's the only movie I know him from. Me too. That's, yeah. That's well, you all saw I like Mrs. Henderson presents. I did. Yeah, we went to the premiere with Judy Dench. Never mind. He was, oh, was certainly that? in JFK, right? Was you that sat the next day? to Judy Dench? <laughs> was that the day you wore your Rolling no. Stones T-shirt and everyone talked to us? I thought it was just a screening. We I didn't know no it was idea. the premiere. We had no idea. <laughs> but people, some... people came up line. to us. I, uh, <laughs> but but I got an invite. I'm like, all right, I'll go to this. So we just went after work. 
But there's nothing that makes you cooler than just dressing under Apparently. what's expected, right? Totally. That's just hilarious. You yeah. must be somebody really important. He had a, the, and it wasn't the subtle Rolling Stones t-shirt. It's the one with the giant lips and tongue. <laughs> oh, my God. Takes up the whole front of the yeah. shirt. Long sleeve. It's just a bigger bang. I just it was screening. I didn't know it was the premiere. <laughs> yeah, get there. There's Judy Dench, Lights, and Stephen Frears and the whole deal. <laughs> Bob Hoskins was not in attendance. No, Otherwise, no. you'd have a more strong memory of, All right. of him. But Bob Hoskins is really known for two movies I have not seen. I put myself in movie jail. The Long Good Friday? I, yeah, it may not be movie jail, but I really okay. am regretting not having seen but it. But very, very pretty famous movie. Is that to Neil Jordan or something like that? Uh, or? Perhaps one uh, of them. Anyway, and there's another movie that might be a Neil Jordan movie. I can't think of that Bob Hoskins. Was he He's in, in Moonstruck? Kind of famous... No. 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 You would have remembered him. <laughs> That's John I, for, Mahoney. For whatever reason, I just when I think of Bob Hoskins, I think of him Italian in a, movies. Italian in, in a wife beater in a kitchen. Yeah. Well, I think I think Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I think this. This is it. Don't make a move, Smee. Not a step. Oh. My fingers on the trigger. Don't try to stop me, Smee. I'm not okay. This is it. Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. <laughs> Don't try to stop me this time, Smee. Don't you? Dare try to stop me this time, Smee. Try to try stop, to stop me. me. Smee, you better get up off your ass. Get over here, Smee. I'm coming, I'm coming. Me. I'm coming. This is not a joke. I'm committing a suicide. He was Smee. I remember, I remember the line. I don't remember him being Smee. Hook is not a very memorable movie. No, no, no. Hook, no. that's hilarious. It's overdone. Uh-oh. No, it is very appealing to a uh, certain uh, age group. And Jamie's younger than us. Little, so little younger than why. us. And, uh, and my roommate. Uh-oh, Jamie's got a microphone. Why did we give her a microphone? <laughs> I'm not that much younger than ah. you. <laughs> you just look it. You just yes. look young. And it's a brilliant move. This is all I'm going to say. Okay. There are a million ways that you could do the sequel of Peter Pan wrong. And one way oh. to do it right, and that was it. This oh. is a very good point. That's a very but good Jimmy, point. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to refute. Oh, uh, rebut. No oh. <laughs> be no rebutting. No rebutting. I could use a rewatch on Hook. I mean, you know, I mean, oh. yeah, it does have, uh, I mean, well, uh, the, the Captain Hook. I was so uh, excited uh, that Hoffman. I wanted to see Hook because of a very shallow me reason. Because Julia Roberts was in it. I was psyched. I went to see it because I'm like, oh, she's going to be Tinkerbell, who's super cute. Mm-hmm. But some wig designer decided to put her in this, like, horrible wig. The pixie, the pixie cut. Oh, but it was horrible on Julia Roberts. It did not fit her face, and I thought she looked awful and Agreed. immediately hated the movie. <laughs> anyway. What about Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, he didn't look good either. His hair was horrible as well. I don't know what's going on. I, I liked Are we Dustin still talking Hoffman. about their hair? Yeah, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> no. My favorite part. Yeah, I didn't really much care about the Robin Williams, Julia Roberts. Uh, Isn't that also where uh, what's her Gwyneth. face got typecast as someone's daughter because she was someone's daughter? Yeah, that's yeah. pretty much been her career. <sighs> anyway, anyway, let's but talk about this week's movies. I should rewatch it because I respect Jamie's opinion, and if I can get past the wigs and then the, I almost said incest. <laughs> Uh, nepotism? Nepotism. <laughs> I might enjoy it. In Hollywood, that's I'll often confused. In nepotism. <laughs> On to our first movie. I didn't realize we were talking about Brian Singer. Despotism. Do you that's like... When you, that's when a despot son gets to cut off the kid's head. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, Hook. <laughs> Point is, Bob Hoskins not with us. <laughs> but bummer. Do you like things that are explodey? Our... <laughs> Our first movie is kicking somewhere off right in that it looks like it gets really explody. Lee, let's talk The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah! Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2. Does whatever a spider <laughs> Spins a web any size. Can't you see? Just like guys, look out. 
Uh, anyway, reboot to the head. A boot to the head. A what? <laughs> Fans of billboard advertisement fulfillment get excited because Spider-Man is back to test just how tired you are of superhero movies in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It gets its title from how many Spider-Man movies have been made since Spider-Man 3. And for those of you keeping track, by the numbers, this is the fifth Spider-Man movie since the reboot in 2002, but the second Amazing Spider-Man since the reboot of the reboot in 2012. And this marks the first time I've been able to sound smart about reboots and Spider-Mans. When last we left Spider-Man's alter ego, Peter Parker, he was being replaced by a younger, skinnier Spider-Man. I guess even the proportionate strength of a spider doesn't make you immune to basic Hollywood disgust with aging. <laughs> now, admittedly, admittedly, I am a latecomer to this, so forgive me if I'm a bit confused about how they were able to replace the lead in a successful franchise like this. I can only assume they borrowed some vampire mythology and had Andrew Garfield bitten by Tobey Maguire, turning him hmm. into a Spider-Man. Oh, well, no? Is that... That, that's not how they do it? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Unlike Superman, who's only allowed to fight Lex Luthor, Zod, and Richard Pryor, <laughs> Spider-Man fights a different villain in every movie. This time he fights fan favorite Electro, the most electrifying man in superhero entertainment. Ah, <laughs> oh, a little foreshadowing. All right. Now, Electro is played by Jamie Foxx, a power-hungry employee, no pun intended, Ooh. of Oscorp. Ooh. <laughs> the company that start, was started by Norman Osborn, played by William Defoe, in the original Spider-Man oh, like series. That. Because when you need to go creepy, you go with the best. Yeah. <laughs> the Amazing Spider-Man 2 features the reintroduction of Harry Osborn, Norman's son. Now 100% less James Franco, and 100% more Dean DeHaan, an actor who looks like he's murdered every parent dead in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> DeHaan is perfectly cast as sort of a fake Leonardo DiCaprio meets the Children of the Corn. Harry and Peter are orphans in this new spin on the Spider-Man tale, who discover that their dads were engaged in a secret experiment to create dozens of superheroes by genetically modifying all manner of creatures, including electric eels, <gasps> which are responsible for turning Jamie Foxx into Electro when he falls into a vat of them while holding giant electric cables. So... Do that, kids. It works out. <laughs> Seems a little on the nose, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Electro was white in the comic books, but that's just because every character in a comic book is white. But much like Nick Fury, the Kingpin, or the Human Torch in the upcoming Fantastic Four reboot, Electro was colorized to make the movie look a little closer to the cross-section of America that's likely to see it. For anyone who's upset at this revamp, just do what comics did for years to every black character, and that's just add the word black before their name. <laughs> Then maybe Black Electro can team up with Black Panther, Black Lightning, and Blackula. Not helping Electro's case, it looks like he walks around the entire movie wearing a hoodie. Electro's plan? Explode a bunch. At least that's what I can tell from the trailer. How will Spider-Man stop him? Jump a bunch. At least that's what I can tell from the trailer. Now, I can't recall if I've watched the trailer or played the video game, but either way, does anyone have the cheat code for the trailer? Because I'm having a little trouble on the final board here. And with Oscorp creating superhumans, it seems the amazing Spider-Man 2 is introducing a larger universe of supervillains, a move that's either influenced by 2015's Batman vs. Superman or the profits of the Avengers. <laughs> the only thing that throws this in doubt is the press release from Sony, which reads... <clears throat> Avengers? Never heard of it. Nothing to see here, so see The Amazing Spider-Man 2. It has a bunch of people in costumes in it. Oh, so many villains. Now, if this were directed by Joel Schumacher, I'd be worried. 
But how bad can it go when a Spider-Man movie is directed by a guy named Mark Webb? Well, there you go. Wait, hold on a second, though. He, he doesn't screen his features for a gay mafia now, does he? Not that we know. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was apparently too friendly and neighborhoodly. So when Mark Webb took the helm, he decided to upgrade Mary Jane to Amazing by recasting Emma Stone. I don't really know who Andrew Garfield is, uh, but I'll probably see this. Proof positive that when your hero in a movie wears a mask, it doesn't matter who's underneath it. Isn't that right, Val Kilmer? <laughs> I thought Andrew Garfield was one of our presidents. <laughs> President Andrew Garfield just <laughs> sounded right. <laughs> Turns out it's not right. Internet says so. And we've all learned a little something. And if I can't make it out to see this film, or if you can't make it out to see this film, you could just read all 224 plot keywords on IMDb. <laughs> Tell you what, let's just do that. <laughs> Mega corporation hiding in a closet, research and development, sniper, sniper rifle, attempted robbery, YouTube glowing eyes, helmet, pants falling down, snow. Shot in the chest, power outage, martial arts secretary, laboratory kidnapping, bullet time, website, corporate crime. Ooh. There you go, everybody. That's... Wait a minute. Uh, pants falling. They, they think that word might pull you in over to there. Hang on. Pants falling Pants down? Pants falling down is one of the words. You know, I'm surprised they didn't put uh, that really hot chick that Mike Nichols always puts in all of his stuff that brings a bunch of people to oh, him. Oh, yeah, Jessica Biel. J- Jessica Biel. She used to just put her Pants in meta tags of everything he did. And Jessica Biel. Ah, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That pants falling down. Why would that happen in Spider-Man? It must happen somewhere, so they put it in there. But it's weird that that's, that's they think people will be searching that, so naturally they want to come look at the Spider-Man uh, 2 trailer. I don't think I'd want that audience. Oh, okay. It's a lateral move, I think, All from, right. from pants. What we've gathered, I think, from watching the trailer is that Electro is pretty much the creepy girlfriend stalker. Yeah. Right? Like, he meets yeah. up with Peter Parker. Something goes down. Well, he wants to be Peter Parker to begin with. That's yeah. why he's getting the power, which is very Jim Carrey from Batman Forever. Just saying. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And so, I, warning sign. If you need warning, it's like a creepy girlfriend. Like, like you, you're, the superhero movie. It, it look or summer movies. They all look good, but you're like, where's the red flag? <laughs> yeah. How does he team up with uh, Paul Giamatti? We didn't mention is playing the Rhino. Yeah. How do they team up? Is one of those bullshitty scenes where they're like. We both hate Spider-Man, right? <laughs> yes. Maybe there's some sort of meetup group. You know, my friend goes oh, online to do a meetup group for Dungeons and Dragons. There are a lot of them. So there could be a meetup group for evil people who meet don't like Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yes. A hate Spider-Man meetup group. And oh pants God. falling down. <laughs> Once you get Rhino in there, you're the, you're the comic guy. So what? Uh, that covers everybody I've heard of. I think from the Spider-Man uh, everybody universe. Everybody but Vulture. Don't know that one. That was originally going to be in Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 4 that got dumped for the reboot. It was going to be Vulture and uh, maybe Electro. I would have liked to have seen that other than the origin story again. So I'm glad we're beyond that with this set of amazing movies. Yeah, they did throw... I don't, I don't think what the first one... In this one, I think it'll justify what the first one did so differently that people didn't really notice and gave it a bunch of shit for being a reboot. But the fact that Peter Parker's... Uh, parents have never been discussed in the comics that I know of. So to give them the secret past where he actually created the spiders that creates his son, and then taking a, a recent arc in Spider-Man where uh, Harry Osborn's company creates all the supervillains. Uh, so you know, anyway. So, uh, but so Harry that is o- different. That is different. Yeah, but yeah, they've already they know, didn't hang like, so much on Uncle Ben. No, they like had the first to, but, one. Did. But but the reason it does deserve some shit is they had to get it in. Ah, justice responsibility. Ah, you know, like <laughs> yes. just get that in there, and, and we're moving. <laughs> Peter, before you go into that good night, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Power responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> he should just tattoo it on his arm. 
There's a great actor in these movies called Irfan Khan. Ooh. Uh, He's got it going on. Irfan Khan has got it going on. His name will be Irfan Khan. He is also in Life of Pi. And I found online somewhere on YouTube, somebody put these lines together. Richard Parker wore it well when you said cheap suit. Richard Parker said just about the same thing then that you are oh, saying it's, now. That's awesome. And I wasn't alone out there. Richard Parker was with me. <laughs> Richard Parker never saw me as his friend. So whether he's talking about Spider-Man's dad or a tiger, Irfan Khan is obsessed with Richard Parker. That's the point. <laughs> did he play the tiger in Life of Pi? No. Oh, okay. Played, uh... I think he did, right? Older Pi, right? Well, he was older, older Pi, pie, but technically yeah. in the Every story. Pappy Pie. Oh, whenever, spoiler alert. Whenever you say Peter Parker... I always want to say, picked a pack of peck, peckers. peckers. <laughs> do you want to say that? No. Is that what you want to say? What do you say? It sounds like... Peter Piper picked a pack, pack of pickled of pe- peppers. peppers. Yes. Yeah. Peter Parker. I'm with Peter you on Parked that. A, I, hear I always hear that. Picked a Bruce Banner of Clark Kent's, right? <laughs> right. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, we here at the movie guys got to thinking. If Uh-oh. all it takes to be transformed into a... I know. Never a good sign. <laughs> Talk about like the, war, the red flag. <laughs> we got to thinking. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think. If all it takes to be transformed into a superhero is getting bit, well, heck, we can do that. Sure. In fact, oh my God, we yeah. did. What? So oh, yeah. uh, in an attempt to gain superpowers over the weekend, mm-hmm. we each went out, found something to bite us, so we could test these powers out. Now, sorry, Lee, dates don't count, so oh, sorry. we had to Damn. T- turn him from that immediately. <laughs> but let's go around the table here and see how we all did. Adam? Huh? Oh, yeah, me? Um, yeah, you know, in the name of science, and as you know, I do most things in the name of science. <laughs> sure. I was bitten by a sloth to study the effects of the superhero powers I would take on. How'd that go? Eh, I missed a few deadlines. That's true. I mean, he got me the comedy bits for a guest segment well after I needed them. Well, that, you know, that's because I was harnessing the superpowers of a sloth. And, you know, I was at home and I was watching Netflix and I fell asleep on my couch. And, I mean, I just I just got here on time to be in the studio with you guys. But, but, but you know, that's me. Super sloth, you know? That and... um. Well, I've got pain, itching, and swelling where I was bitten. That's no, I'm going to write those that. effects I don't know if that's down. a power. Or yeah. Well, I'm going to write these down because that's fascinating. I mean, but you so took on the characteristics amazing, of, right? of a sloth that yeah. bit you. So it's oh, working for better. you. Better. The strength of 10 sloths. <laughs> All right, a successful test. Thanks, Get a Adam. whole afternoon of napping done in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. This is just as our DNA data <laughs> predetermined. I'm fascinated by this. Karen? Uh, I've always been something of a fan of Catwoman, so I decided to get bit by a common, ordinary house cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is some commitment. Yeah. You know, uh, they they have really dirty mouths, so I just oh. just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Well, I did. Uh, I took all that into account, but I wanted to experience what it would be like to be a cat. I mean, science is my true calling, my main area of discipline. Of course, sure. we all know. <laughs> it's so obvious. <laughs> sure, knew uh, enough. <laughs> Soon after I was bit, I got really irritable. A little bit moody and very aloof. Huh. I also wanted to be left alone and started looking down uh-huh. on everyone. Oh. And uh, I felt hmm. as if I may be better than they were. So hmm. to this moment, I still tend to ignore people unless they are stroking my body. Just like a oh. cat. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, you directly assume the characteristics. That and I have pain and itching here with the swelling where I was bit. Oh, okay. But I think the statistics here don't lie, Paul. I could really change the scientific theories on what the next level of evolved human could be and transform from regular to super. That's wow. amazing. And I also nice. liked lying on the um, the dryer where the I the saw that today when I came was. over. I yeah, didn't want to nice. disturb you. You looked very peaceful. I couldn't fit on top of the refrigerator. You were enjoying the spin cycle. I on the was. Washing machine, it was I nice. Saw. See, you would often lean against the dryer, but I now would. you're that was lying different. on top of the dryer. Yes. Fascinating. <laughs> Lee? Uh, well, I decided to stay rather traditional on this one, and uh, well, at least 
in the same vein of a spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went out and I got bit by a beetle. <gasps> a beetle? Oh. What kind of beetle? Well, that's kind of where things get un- unfortunate. I, I was trying, mind you, trying to be trying. bitten by the rhinoceros beetle. Oh, that's oh, cool. Yeah, those cool ones, those big black ones yeah. with the big, huge horn claw out of the middle of their those head. Are, those are badass. They are. Oh, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I apparently mixed up the pictures Wikipedia had posted of all the various beetles uh-huh. and accidentally got bit by a dung beetle. Oh, a dung mm. beetle. That sort of stinks. Yeah, yeah that's, that's hilarious, Karen. Um, but it's <laughs> all too true. Uh, now all I do is sit around and fart. I, I call it my fantastic ass. Oh, well, that's <laughs> unfortunate, but that's it? No, no, I, I, I do have pain itching and swelling where I was well, bit. Well, of course. So, yeah. You haven't rolled up your feces into a ball. No, not yet, but... <laughs> right. I, I do have to say, from a research standpoint, yeah. I think this has been a success, and I'm I'm confident that within an hour I'll be living in a pile of manure. That's fascinating. I'm going to write all this down. But you're not put off by the horrible odor you're putting out because just we a dung, just a <laughs> dung, <laughs> a, you know, a dung beetle would react. But who is so familiar with dung balls that you know? I find it odd that you're not. Are you reacting. talking about his dung balls? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Well, no, indeed, Paul. That's that's the case. All right. Well, listen. Like Karen, I decided to go somewhat more advanced than just an insect. Yes. I decided to get bit by a possum, oh. often called the opossum. Oh, really? Now that's that's an interesting choice. What's your superpower? The ability to ride around on some hippie's shoulder as he rollerblades up and down the Venice boardwalk? <laughs> sorry. No. But like them, I have pain, itching, and swelling where I was bitten. Oh, uh. that seems to be common. But now I can fluctuate <laughs> my body temperature from ninety-eight point six all the way up to one hundred and three. Paul, how does that come in handy? Repels villains. Repels everyone, He's actually. repelling people, and he's super Yeah, I'm stinky. repellent. I'm also, the repellent I guy. seem to be able to sweat profusely, almost uncontrollably. Oh, like wow. you are now. And, and I can generate a thick white foam, a super foam, I like to call it, from my mouth. Paul, I think that I, you It might... hasn't been without its side effects. I mean, there was slight paralysis and anxiety, but to wield super foam, I think it's been worth it, right? Yeah. Also, mild delirium and paranoia, but how do I know they're not out to get Wish me? I had I'm, super foam. You are sorry, dripping you guys, on the microphone. You guys, what? what? Yeah. Jamie. Sorry, can I chime in? Sure, yeah. Jamie. Sure. Paul, I think you have rabies. What? Huh? Yeah, you probably want to see a doctor and get some shots. Well, you mean like HGH or something? Oh, I want, I want some ah, HGH, too. Yeah. We should all get HGH. I'm in. You have rabies. You need rabies. to take two weeks' worth of a vaccine. Let me ask you something. Did any of you check to see if the animals biting you were radioactive? That was kind of the important part with Peter Parker's spider. It wasn't totally just a spider. Totally missed yeah. that. Oops. Totally missed that. Right. was just like normal. I so didn't think to ask the beetle. And the cat was just my neighbor cat. Yeah, that's pro- well, that could be real. Oh, yeah. That means now, I mean, Adam, that means well, you're not you a sloth. You're just a lazy slob. Karen, you're <gasps> oh, totally PMSing. I totally With the PMSing. heat on the dryer. And Lee... Where did you find that dung beetle? Well, I was on my way way home from Big Mike's Taco Bar night. Yeah, Thursday? Yeah, of course Thursdays. It's Dollar Taco night. Oh, oh. right. I see where you're going with this. Oh. Stinky. Oh, <laughs> That was for Big Mike. Okay, so we left one crucial part of the equation out, but I'm not giving up the fight in the name of science. Science! No. Science! Paul, you need to take 20 units of immunoglobin medication per kilogram body weight. Look, I've no time for that. You actually only have about two days to live, so Look, you what? need to make time. And I'm going to make the most of that time. We need to preview Walk of Shame. <laughs> All right, Jamie? Jamie's trying to help you. Duty calls. Hey! 
All right, it's the new Elizabeth Banks movie. God, it's so stinky. Karen, here. let's talk about it. Now, the first week of the summer movie uh. season is so big that it couldn't just contain one movie. There's a second movie going up against the famous wall crawler, and it's. One of these things is not like the others. Which one is different? <laughs> yes, nobody fights crime in this film unless that crime was staying indoors, as Elizabeth Banks gets locked out all night after getting some strange in a film that counterprograms the shit out of Spider Man 2 Walk of Shame. There are 271 differences between this movie and the other movie that opens this week. See if you can spot all the differences. Go ahead. We'll give you time. Okay. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's obvious now, isn't it? Okay, here's a few hints. Number one, Elizabeth Banks' dress. Yes. Oh. Spider-Man does not wear that. It's true. Number two, <laughs> the location. Yes. Number three, oh, yeah. and the phrase "shots" appears nowhere in Spider-Man Two. <laughs> no, no. Uh, who's the guy? J. Jonah Jameson not calling for <laughs> J. Jonah, shots. J. Jonah Jameson. No. Shots, 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 shots. Elizabeth Banks plays ambitious news reporter Megan Miles. Tits McGee. <laughs> but it feels like Jenny McCarthy should be in this. Jenny McCarthy or Melissa McCarthy. I, some sort of McCarthy should be in this movie. <laughs> Megan is a woman on the verge of a big break in the industry. All hot girls in movies are getting their big breaks in these days. Broadcast journalism. But this evening, she just wants to kick back and have a quiet night in. That's when her friends convince her to put on a slutty dress and hit the town. That's where the trouble begins. Where I've always said it begins. Outside. <laughs> Outdoors. Just don't do it, kids. Don't leave that. But when she's locked out of the club, she begins a night-long journey in and out of that soon-to-be dirty dress as she struggles to get home for her big break. This film could simply be the hilarious story of what it's like to be a hot girl in L.A. without a cell phone, but Mm. instead, the movie decides to raise the stakes to the level of life-changing. See if you can tell from this clip just where uh, the movie turns things up to 11. You have four new messages. Megan, the network needs a new anchor. They're coming to watch a newscast tonight. This is the break you've been waiting your whole life for. Subtle as this minor plot point may be. Oh, by the way, I was being sarcastic. (laughs) And that's the last thing she hears before her phone dies. Or she loses reception. Or whatever they have to shove into scripts these days when all problems can be solved always, anytime. No word on the time-traveling subplot of the assassination of the inventor of Uber before he could be born. (laughs) Maybe it's not in there, I don't know, but the story falls apart without it. After reluctantly agreeing to the girls' night out, Megan's evening takes a romantic turn when she meets an attractive young man and decides to spend the night with him playing guitar, eating pizza out of each other's mouths, and stinking up the sheets. Next morning, as she hurries off to refill her Valtrex prescription, she discovers her car has been towed, leaving her stranded with no way to get home. She's doing the walk of shame, but the guy she's with is doing a victory lap. (laughs) If anybody in Los Angeles is stuck wondering what city this is shot in, it's downtown L.A. Oh. Yeah. Lee, that's what it looks like. I didn't know. Now, I've only lived in Los Angeles for 10 years, so I've never personally been downtown. (laughs) But if anyone in the audience knows, send us a tweet or fax us and tell us if the buildings down there actually have backs on them or if they're just flats. Because I heard that they only build the buildings downtown so that L.A. law would look like it really could take care, be placed there and it would be like an establishing shot. From the right angle, though. The film had its own walk of shame, according to Deadline Hollywood. (laughs) 
speakers laugh at the show. <laughs> walk of Shame's long walk to release started when its original premiere date of September 2013 was pushed by original distributor Film District, eventually landing on a March 2014 date. Then Film District and Focus features combined, and in the divvying up of titles, this one ended up at Focus's alternative distribution arm, Focus World, which finally set a date of April 25th, which completely explains why it's coming out May 2nd. <laughs> I have a feeling her night on the town will be the equivalent of Harrison Ford getting shot in the head. She'll learn something. And maybe Wha- get a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Walk of Shame. Screenings every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> there you go. Hey. At least the good news is, when she does the Walk of Shame, she's always in that great dress. Because we've all been there, right? You go and then you oh, do the walk God. of shame and you're in something that you don't want to be seen that in the next a, day. That is a great dress. That's a dress. great dress. Yeah, she is Elizabeth Not everybody Banks. can wear yellow and she pulls it off. And it's I great. Had a thing for her for She's so long. hot as hell. Smoking hot. You made a reference earlier that Jenny McCarthy could play this character or should be playing it. I don't think so. I think you have to like her. I think she has to be hot Agreed. and I'd take likeable. Elizabeth Banks any day. She's so yeah. cute. Jenny McCarthy never really won everyone over, did she? No. She was always kind of like a little bit of a cult item MTV thing, Playboy thing. Well, also just a little personality, not a movie star, but, not a movie, oh, yeah, a movie exactly. actress, just well, a personality. Yeah. I think she was in a couple of like, straight-to-video movies and stuff, but nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't one. And once she made Jim Carrey not funny, I didn't like oh. her. Well, now, I ever, now I hate her, yeah. yeah. I just fuck her, <laughs> fuck her, right? Yeah. She gave him autism. <laughs> she did. Once she gave Jim Carrey autism, yeah, I couldn't get behind her. She fucked the funny out of him. Not she for did. nothing, this is from the writer-director of Little Nicky, Steve Brill. Hi, I'm Captain Steve Brill. <laughs> <laughs> any, any excuse to play that drum. Of course, I love that. Jamie, what were you saying? She was in Scream 3. She was in oh. Scream 3. Elizabeth Banks? Well, that's valid. No, Jenny oh, McCarthy. Oh, oh, Jenny oh, McCarthy. McCarthy. Oh, oh, yeah, she was. You're right, I knew that. Oh. But really, think of this movie yes, I with can't wait. Melissa McCarthy in it. She'd be funny. I think it would be funny as hell. Well, yeah, I think it's trying to be kind of a bridesmaids thing, right? She would have just tore up that guy <laughs> yeah. and gone out to, you know, and has trouble getting back to the network. But um, I, I like how this couldn't make a focus features, it, it wouldn't distribute it. Instead, an alternative focus that I've just now heard of, yeah, Focus World. Focus. Yeah, like, what sorry, you're not Focus Features material. <laughs> right. Try, which try. is like the sub, which is down from Universal already. <laughs> and then Swing a bat, bat over at Focus Vantage. No. Yeah. They created a shell company just to distribute this? <laughs> well, they were so sure about their release date that the trailer still says, this spring. You know, And it opens That's the funny. same day as... Big summer blockbuster Spider-Man I was Spider-Man just going too. to say that I think this all worked out for the best because I think that, as Adam always says, alternative programming, so you have Spider-Man 2 coming out, which I don't have any interest in seeing at all. And then this movie is absolutely something I completely want to see, and I'm yeah, excited they- to see it. So maybe it all worked out for the best that it's opening in a really great spot. That audience is not going to be divided. She's gonna, They're going to get their audience. I'm excited to see it, it's too. A good I'm, spot. I'm not going to be scared away by the moving of all the dates and everything. Not at all. I didn't Elizabeth even know Banks, that was the case. Smoking hot, and she's one of the guys. And she's got she, charm. As she is, she's one of the guys. She's got charm. I mean, the, the problem yeah. with Spider-Man might be, it might be a charmless movie. I mean, there's no, there's no really... I, it's That's the one I'm emotionally connected point. to the least. Yeah. I can get behind the Bruce Wayne story <laughs> and all that, and but but Spider-Man, the first one maybe I think I got behind the story a little bit about the, you know, the Uncle Ben and all that, but yeah, it's the one I'm not connected to the most. Whenever, it's mostly the Marvel stuff when you I'm mentioned, really connected uh, to. I was just going to say, when you mentioned about um, Spider-Man and the charm, that's, you kind of hit it on the head because I didn't follow Iron Man. I didn't even know who he was, and there's moments in Iron Man that got me to really like the movie 
when he's talking to the computers. That's mm-hmm. charming as hell. He's yeah. not hitting on them yeah. or anything weird. Well, the computer... He's just talking to his little buddy computer guys. And they're fucking it, up. It yeah. is Jude Law, though. Is it? Isn't Jude Law the I voice of the computer? No, it's Paul Bettany. It's Paul, Paul Bettany. Bettany. I, don't, I just Wait know. a minute. Isn't there a Jude Law in there Priest. somewhere? No. All I know is there's <laughs> charm all over that movie, and you might be honest. I have been walking around this whole time thinking Jude Law was the, the voice of the computer in Iron Man. <laughs> Do you feel okay? Well, you haven't won a bet with that information. <laughs> or right? you, haven't, you haven't charmed a girl into bed with that info, right? It's kind of just kind of sat there. Dustin Hoffman was in Star Wars. <laughs> and then I don't discuss Star Wars for 10 years, but I didn't really ruin anything. Hey, speaking of Paul Bettany. <laughs> what did you see this week? I thought you were playing the theme from Paul Bettany. <laughs> Paul Bettany. Yeah. I really thought you ever seen love. Priest? Leon, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, pretty fun. Uh, <laughs> pretty like uh, what's the fucking Vin Diesel movie? <laughs> no, the one where he's the pacifier? The space alien and shit. Oh, oh really? Riddick. Riddick. Yeah. It's kind of got a Riddick thing going space on. Alien. Wasteland. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Crawl. But, but what we did see this week that starred Paul Bettany, Lee and I both saw Transcendence. Oh, oh you saw it? I did. He did. Oh, yes. Do you have my cue? Oh, fart? I don't. Oh. Do you have oh, a fart cue? A... I just I can say you talks. I want. I can say you the drop that he wanted to play. Stop boring me. <laughs> You're boring everyone. Stop no boring boy. everyone. It was the most boring movie uh, in the world. All right. I have questions. Please. I have answers. Okay. Actually, I don't have answers because I saw the movie. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> After the movie, I, I, I was not super impressed by it, but when it was over, I talked about it for a half hour. There's movies I liked mm. that I haven't talked about as much as Trans because it brings up a lot of shit. Takes on a lot. Doesn't quite succeed, but you got to admire the, the goal of taking it on, I guess. But what's your question? Well, okay. before that, oh, I, yeah. I, I had the same experience. After the movie, the person I saw it with, we talked about it for half an hour, and I ended up talking her out of liking it, which I felt bad. <laughs> oh, shit. I've had that happen. Like, to like me, at the though. end of the conversation, she's like, now that you point all that out, that was kind of a horrible movie. I'm like, I'm sorry. You really enjoyed it, didn't you? <laughs> Never tell someone the rules to defend it. <laughs> <laughs> question okay it's the question I had now I, I had no interest in this my roommate has been trying to get me to see this for two weeks I've only seen Captain America Winter Soldier once I will be seeing that next of anything but uh, but the reason he wanted to see it is I guess it was a really hot script like people really flipped over this script in Hollywood, people wanted to work on it, and uh, p- one of the reasons was it, it supposedly. Now I don't know how the movie fails at this. If it fails at this, it supposedly was uh, using the whole plot that we see in the trailer in the service of a romantic relationship, bringing up like real legitimate big questions of like, what is love, Jim, and what is uh, you know what is this thing you call love. <laughs> You know, uh, does it does it is it about the relationship between Giant Depp and and uh, the, that hot girl? I think from they Iron did Man try 3? and make that and fail. Okay. Yeah, they yeah they, 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 it, it was it was on the verge of everybody crying like Spider Man three. Not everyone cried though, but but when everyone was crying at the end of Spider Man three, I was out. <laughs> like that just everybody's crying. Sandman's crying. <laughs> Enough of this movie. <laughs> you know, Transcendence. Everyone was crying, but not everybody was crying. Well, Still, I, a few people on the bri- on the perimeter. When you not say crying. everyone, you mean in the movie? You yeah, I thought the audience. audience. I'm sorry, I mean in the movie. Why yeah. would oh, people I got you. cry? No, I thought Spider-Man. you were talking about the audience. No, yeah, God, no. Oh, no, the other so two. The other like, two guys. Because, were not right, crying. it's Spider-Man three. <laughs> when I saw Toy Story three, everyone watching the movie was <laughs> yeah. crying. Oh, it's like that whole thing where you don't, you don't. If you have the emotion, don't cry if you don't have to, because you'll get the audience to cry. When Spider-Man 3, there's so many people on, on screen crying. It's like, audience, are you crying or what? We're trying up here. Please cry. It's like, okay, were, look, enough. There were two or three moments in Transcendence where you thought, oh, 
okay, this is the movie it's going to be. Mm-hmm. They're going to, okay, we've had to wait a while, but now we're getting into this. And then it lasted for like five minutes, and then they went off back to being boring. Mm. There was Rebecca a fight Hall. sequence where I thought it was going to escalate into a really cool war. Eh, it, was a, it was about five guys with guns. That's what it ended oh. up being. All right, big question. Because because the problem with these movies is somebody can control electricity and therefore change your wife's mind on things. Like somehow like electricity and internet can control everything in some yeah, movies. Yeah, Paul's married. He knows that's like, not true. Like like I saw in the trailer like he He's was not controlling near the thermostat. <laughs> <laughs> he was controlling like dirt and making solar panels and stuff Ugh. and I was like, "Can Which? the internet control dirt?" I went with that. <laughs> no. They didn't he even did. explain that. All of a sudden, the dirt's flying around. Okay, but he does create solar panels, so well, he no, can be more totally powerful. Explain that. He had they build like nanobites or whatever they're called, little like the little things they eventually say they're going to put in your blood yes. that swim around and cure your disease. Oh, yeah. the, the, in G. so I those Joe. go into the, well. <laughs> spoiler alert! I guess I don't know. They they go into the sky and rain down. Oh. And become they're in the rain. They determine, but you so. never got to that. All of a sudden, they just come out of the dirt in one scene. And you're like Whoa, the whole they... scene where they put a raindrop under a microscope. Were you in the pit? <laughs> you were in the potty. It might have been no. Peeing. I never left. You, you never. You weren't peeing. Well, I did. I did miss the part. I don't know if I can say this. Big There's Mike's tacos a... hadn't kicked in yet. <laughs> I did miss how he became a person. That that, had, that that there wasn't a scene where that happened. No. But he just walks out and he's a guy now. Because they had hinted that they were creating body parts like like in the island or something like that. It was such a subtle hint. Yeah. You really got to be tuned but in. But he was a guy and then he was a computer and, and then he was, was a guy. A guy. Yeah, but here's the, here's the guy. thing. Here's the thing. If you're going to bore the shit out of me for an hour and a half, the hint you give me better be really obvious. Otherwise, I'm not going to pick up on because it. Because you might have started to zone out. I was out. <laughs> The thing, the problem with Depp is he's dull in this. Aww. Like you know that whole thing where Depp, when he plays a regular guy, is dull. Yeah, yeah. yeah so regular. Not time. Hand. What's his time? regular yeah, voice? It's that same idea. We don't yeah. know his regular it's, voice. It's astronaut's wife, Johnny Depp. Yeah. It's not, <laughs> Nick of time, Depp. And there's only done three of those movies. Yeah. He's only done three movies where he plays a regular guy. Or the cabin in the Ninth Gate Woods. The Ninth, <laughs> the ninth, Gate, the ninth Writing Gate. a novel on the cabin. Oh, so nine. bedroom window. Bedroom are you, window. Are you saying that if <laughs> Edward Scissorhands had shown up? Secret window. Fuck it. Anyway, never mind. Would have been a better movie. He's half computer as it is. Uh, So the point is, Wally Pfister tanked with this, but I sure hope he gets to direct again. Eh, Probably not going to happen. I don't know. We'll see. Pfister? Don't even know her. There you go. Should I play this episode for next week's guest? There's farting and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, well, speaking of the guest, we're going to say goodbye to Lee for now and uh, bring in our guest, That's because he's Ross so Marquand. stinky. We have to kick him out of the studio. There's a mass evacuation down at the plant. i got to go ahead and... Mm-hmm. We'll be back in a second with <laughs> Ross Marquand. <laughs> And welcome back to the Movie Showcast. As ever, it is all movies all the time here, and there seems to be no bigger news in the film world right now than something we touched on at the top of the show, the official release of the cast members of Star Wars Episode Seven. Unbelievable. We, we talked about it briefly. I, I love that you call it a sequel to Return of the Jedi. It is! Because you need to think of it like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's what crazy. it is. crazy. Never had it. Um, but we never gave you the name of the actors involved, so we'd like to give you those names now. With a very special guest, mm-hmm. a first for the showcast. Yeah, this is pretty exciting. A big we're, get. We're talking the Admiral's Club, and it's probably about 100 degrees in here, so this is a big deal. This is a big deal. And look at this guy. Doesn't sweat. None other no. than Harrison <laughs> Ford himself is in our studio, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Help us out. Uh, he himself is one of the cast members of the new film, and he'll read the cast members off to you now. 
to the exciting music of John Williams' legendary score. Here we go. Actually, wait, hang on one second. I can't seem to find the Star Wars thing. Okay, well, we we can't do that. We'll have to go with the NFL films music. Oh, great! Which is never a bad thing on our show. We love to introduce things with the NFL uh, films films music. So uh, here we go. Harrison Ford, take it away. In 1977, George Lucas's epic space opera, Star Wars, redefined space entertainment. And now, director J.J. Abrams takes us to a galaxy far, far away. Once again, with an able-bodied crew of solar system traversing adventurers. Your Star Wars Episode 7 starting lineup. Adam Driver. Oscar Isaac. John Boyega, Andy Serkis, Dom Hall Gleason, Mark Hamill, that son of a bitch, Carrie Fisher, I love her, Peter Mayhew, Chewie, not here, here, uh, uh. Daisy Ridley, Anthony Daniels, y'all know him, Harrison Ford. Yeah, you know That's the ultimate version of that bit right there. I can't Harrison believe Ford, that. everybody. All right, Harrison, just see yourself out. Thank you. Oh my god. Just gosh. one more line. Say you find that Adam Driver. You find this Adam Driver. <laughs> he was in a show called Girls. He's got big ears. You know this man. <laughs> hey, hey, by the way, while we have Harrison Ford, yes. oh, I'm sorry, yes. get back here, Harrison. Oh, yes. Don't leave yet. Can you imitate the sleepy delivery of the? Do you remember in 1980 they had the phone call, the phone number you could call in before Empire Strikes Back? Or, yeah, and, and Harrison Ford would tell you about the movie as Han Solo. Whoa. But it's one of his sleepiest things you've ever heard. It, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's literally phoned in. It's, uh, okay. In this uh, movie, we've got a lot of great twists and turns. <laughs> and there might be some carbonite. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, the point is there's a guy named Boba Fett or something. It's uh, Anyway, you'll like it, I guess. Have a fun time. <laughs> You like it? That was I good. Guess. That was pretty close. That's awesome. I love how pissed Harrison Ford got in our bit. He got because pissed at he, the names. You throw a bit at Harrison yeah. Ford, he's going to get pissed. He <laughs> didn't want to do your stupid bit, he even here, especially in the Admirals Club. He's not feeling it. All right, well, Harrison's out of here, but That's we are terrific. going to welcome now the star of The Impression Guys, a web series he stars in alongside Jim Meskimen. Ross Marquand is with us, everybody. Yay! Thank, Thank you for making that Thank bit you. come to life. Was, that was it Harrison awesome. Ford at all? <clears throat> that was fantastic. What? what? Shut <laughs> up. That's great. What happened oh. here? I don't know. Give me uh, Al Pacino. Does the guys? <laughs> the whole, <laughs> I pimped him. Just the names. Just the names. Adam Driver. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Yeah. John Boyega. Good friend of mine. Good match. Hey, wait, well, no, you know what? We got we we, we got two we got two Pacinos in the room. We should dueling dueling Pacinos <laughs> with the banjo in later. But you do young Pacino, which uh, I've never oh, heard. Scarface, I'm working nice. on that. Yeah, okay, I'm working okay. on that. I'm working on that. I got to get the quotes down. I don't know the, what the stuff he says. You know, yeah. never go against a family case. Yeah. You know, it's that kind of. Thing. That's good. It's good. <laughs> so right someday on. we'll cook that up because right I on. love the idea of doing the young Pacino and the old Pacino <laughs> in dueling Pacino themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Pat and Penny. Yes, <laughs> as, as, as friend of the show Stephen Lewis said. Then 1990 hit, and he's all old Pacino. Yeah. Young Pacino up till then, but then... The yeah. cigarettes just... They kicked in. They kicked in. Certainly. Well, it was... Yeah. Steve makes the greatest point. In fact, I was just listening to Doug Love Movies. Doug Love's Movies, Doug Benson's podcast. I plug yeah. it, because I think he'd plug us. Great show. Anyway. 
We'll see. We'll, we'll test that theory. I hope he plugs this. Yeah, <laughs> right? 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 I'm but he was like, I yeah, I don't know when Pacino got so crazy and got so, you know, yell- the... The the category was a very funny name. It was uh, it was Old Yeller, and it was like uh, <laughs> oh movies where Al Pacino yells. I'm in the dark here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Big Boy Caprice on. Mm. It, oh yeah, yeah. He found yeah. himself there and then just stayed. That was when he was doing his best De Niro impression. He was like, "I want you to find this man, <laughs> Dick Tracy. Everywhere I go, Dick Dick Tracy. That's what I hear, Dick Tracy. You know, <laughs> oh my that, God, the reverse amazing. frown. Right, I guess. You're right. right. Oh my God. That's amazing. That was a good big boy. <laughs> have you ever chucked up like how many impressions you do? I mean, imagine for the impression guys, uh-huh. when you have to crank out a show every week, you're yeah. thinking about how far can I stretch all the talents I have. How many do you think you have? We, I, it's funny you ask. I just met with uh, Ben Shelton and, and Jim Eskiman, writer, director, creator, star, whatever, uh, yesterday, and we are gonna do a season. It's it's actually being called season 1.5 because they're asking for seven more episodes. Great! So it'll be 13 episodes of the first season, which is great. Um, and I, I, he, Ben asked me to compile the whole list for him because he's like, you know, let's see what works, what doesn't, see where we want the show to go. And it's right around 50. Wow, people, that's so awesome. Some some better than others, of course. You but, seek it uh, out, or do you realize just one day, hey, I can do this? Uh, in college, it was very much at parties to get ladies. There you, you go. Know? Nothing but, uh, more impressive. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and well, then, uh, oh, sorry. Go what ahead. actor got the ladies? Or what impression got the ladies? Usually either Brad Pitt or Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is just such a confidence. That's just not fair because they get the ladies anyway. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't do Stephen first and so right. they get the ladies with Stephen first <laughs> no. who never got the ladies. At the time, you know, because it was early 2000s, Sopranos was huge. And, you know, I, I was perfecting my James Gandolfini and I thought that was going to, but no. they're like, eh. No. no, because we <laughs> think of what he looks like. Right. See, when you did Harrison Ford, I was like, yeah, because <laughs> you think of Harrison Ford. Right, right. But if you do like a really killer Ian McKellen, I don't want to sleep with Ian McKellen. Oh, he doesn't want to sleep with you either. See, <laughs> we agree on something. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, I can only do I can only do some people in short spirts. Uh, I know? thought you were going to say in short skirts. Yes. So I only yeah. do guys in short skirts, and I want to tell you on the air today. Oh wow! Would, would you ever get caught doing a, an impersonation like all night? You'd be like, oh, now I got to just commit to this, or uh, did you have like a little act that you had to ham-handedly work your way into and then get out of? I accidentally. <laughs> I went to Ireland about four years ago, and uh, I was I was in Belfast, and I was throwing back the Jamesons, you know, as you do, as sure. one does, as one does, and. <laughs> I'd been there for about two weeks at that point when I got to Belfast. I was just doing a tour all over Ireland. I, I was broke and unemployed, and I was sleeping on people's couches. Like, why, do, why not stay here? perfect. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And uh, I had been, you know, hearing all these people with these amazing, you know, Irish brogues, just like, you know, kind of, I love their, their, their dialect. And after a while, I started to, like, I'd go up to like, all right, could I have, like, a, a Guinness then? Good, lovely. And I realized after a while I was doing Colin Farrell without meaning <laughs> oh! to. I just after a while, like, oh, That's God. Cool. I'm actually doing Colin Farrell right now. That's kind of weird. <laughs> right. So I should probably start doing that because I'm going to offend someone pretty soon once they find out I'm American. Right. You know? That's awesome. I never so. thought about that. Whenever you do impersonations, it's one thing. But to do um, different dialects, do you just nail dialects? Is it just easy for you? It's it's, it's it, I had to work on it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll be honest. And it's not so, any of these guys. I mean, the only one that really came literally within like minutes was John C. Riley, and that was last <gasps> and that's year. So specific. It's very specific, oh but it was God. one of those things where I just come from an audition in Nickelodeon, and <laughs> they needed a Wreck It Ralph voice match for the video game. Oh. 
And I said, oh, man, I would love to. I don't do a John C. Riley, but let me try it. So they're like, well, you need to go over there right now. They're going to be done with auditions today, oh so just, just do it. So I'm driving. I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, my, wait, that's, that's Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, my God, I'm doing John C. Riley right now. He is really just this high-pitched, lovable guy, and he just can't wait to, like, give you a hug. He's just really happy to be here. And it just like the damnedest thing. You I know? love L.A. because but. there's been a number of times where I'm on my way to an audition and I'm warming up and I'm singing my face off. And you'll be at a stoplight and you'll be singing your face off and yeah. you'll know you'll feel that person next to you looking yeah, at you. Yeah. And you look over and they just give you the good for you nod. Right. They're like, you're on your way to something. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere else, they'd be like, pull her over. Yeah, She's yeah. crazy. She's a crazy person. Yeah. One of my favorite things. Meds. I, I'm sorry, I have to jump off of that line. Then we'll get back to uh, John C. Riley, which uh, I have a couple things that you have to say. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but a uh, funny L.A. story. It was like one of the first times I was visiting somebody here. I think I was visiting Lee here. <clears throat> and we were rolling through traffic. And I'm, I can't remember the song, but it was something along the lines of like, don't stop believing or something like that. You know, sure. Like an anthemic song. And we're rolling along, and there's a guy with all his windows down, and he is just singing it yeah! just the top of his lungs. Doing. And we're our, our lane is rolling uh, faster than he is, so we roll past him to a quiet car, and then we hear it coming up, don't stop, and another person yes! is just yes. cowboying it up in their car, doing don't <laughs> stop, and I was like, that is just wonderfully LA, and I think I'll move That's here. Great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, we did a thing, trying to make this a short story, but uh, where we were playing a clip of John C. Riley from the Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. we were talking about rebooting Ghostbusters, which Karen was never excited about uh. until <laughs> until we, you know, until Harris, or until, uh, Harold, Harold Ramis passed. passed. And then it's like, uh. well, you can't get him involved in a mm-hmm. bad project now, you know, so it's like, might as well just get three new guys and go. Don't, we still suggest, at least us, don't have them play those three characters. No. Just three other Ghostbusters. Yeah, 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 yeah. They franchised it, and they got three other guys. Yeah. But Harold Ramis and, and John C. Riley, very similar Whoa, voices. Dude, so you might be able to do Harold Ramis. Can you do Harold Ramis? This is... <sighs> or are we gonna Egon, see Egon? I gosh, I don't. I have. Like, that's 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 a tough one. Don't want to put you on the spot, but but if you could get that <laughs> <Too> down, <late. laughs> there's certain impressions, and we've we've had this discussion before, maybe on the air. That uh-huh. there's like the more obscure the impression, the better. Mm-hmm. Like we had never yeah. seen anybody do Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, that's <clears> impressed yeah, the hell out of me. Brad Thank Pitt's you. amazing. Thank Nobody you. does that. It's and it, what's funny is when it's a very famous person, but a very obscure impersonation. Mm-hmm. We have one of those. You want to oh, yeah. tell like? Adam's no, going to lose ahead. his mind? No, you just go ahead. No, Adam wanted to hear that very specific one, and he could do it. I thought you were leading into that. Oh, he Michael doesn't Keaton. know. Oh, he doesn't you know. can he do Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah, well, that was that was one place I was going, I but but we were we were saying that anyway. Go ahead, yes, you do a Michael Keaton. I hey, listen. Let me tell you something. I do a little Michael Keaton. It's, it's really Beetlejuice Michael Keaton. Let's <laughs> okay. be honest here. Because I do it for your friend. You guys ask me to do it. I mean, like, come on. You know, you know, come on. You don't want to do it right now. Come on. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Take a little of the rasp out of that, and you got your regular they, Mr. Yeah, Mom, regular, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Right. Well, if you could work in Harold Ramis and bring that back to class, yeah. we would really okay. appreciate okay. that. Right. Let me do some homework. Yeah, yeah you can do it. I collect spores, molds, and fungus. I don't Very know, close. Close. <laughs> it's got a little Jensen Riley. We're gonna send it. We'll play it on the show. We'll play it. Okay, perfect. Yes, we'll <laughs> good, good. I'll yeah. be paying attention for that. I'll do some homework. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That would be amazing. Oh, and uh, yeah, actually, what I was gonna lead into before that was we had Joel Murray on the air. Yeah. I love him. And he did two impersonations that I've never heard anybody but do, but in retrospect are obvious. And of course, they're his brothers, which uh, <laughs> anybody can imitate their brother or sister. Uh, but he does Brian Doyle Murray, one of the most distinctive voices possible. I don't yeah. know if you do Brian. Doyle I Murray. don't. I wish we I all did. could try. <laughs> And probably nail it now. Good that guy. I've heard, uh, good guy. Good yeah. guy. Yeah. 
Do you do your great golf? Uh, do you have any brothers and sisters? I have two older brothers. Do you do your brothers? Do you brother? do yeah. them? <laughs> you know, uh, no, because ah! our, our our voices are actually quite similar. I mean, uh, so I guess I should say yes. I mean, they're they're kind of monotone. We have both kind of very like you know bassy sort of. I low could do Scott voice. Preston. Scott Preston. <laughs> yeah. Meg, Mary Kate, get in here. That's him yelling at his <laughs> kids. Good. That's, That's good. also Ted Knight, right? You do Ted Knight? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, 51. Sorry. Yeah, I'm striking out now. I, no, I started no, out no, strong. No. And you now. were really How about strong. this? Do you do Rich Little? Uh, <laughs> ah, I was just curious. <laughs> Does anyone best. do Rich Little? Which brings up an interesting yeah. point, because you have a great regular speaking voice, but when you, you can do so many impersonations, do you ever wonder where to put your voice? I know that sounds random, but... I think I understand what you, you mean. Like if you're going, to an, you're going to an audition <laughs> yeah. and you yeah. feel that the character is very much um, a certain style, like maybe it's a very Brad Pitt type of character, yeah. do you just cheat by doing <clears throat> Brad Pitt's inflections <laughs> or do your own? It's funny because the other day I was I was thinking about going in with a McConaughey esque exactly just because because it was a it was a Texas character mm-hmm. sure and they they want he's a very laid back lackadaisical guy I was like well it's Matthew McConaughey that's, that's what, what they're I'm asking saying. for you can just pull it out and then as even soon as they I, want him yeah well even as soon as I got into the room the casting director who I have read for before she's like oh by the way I saw the AT and T True Detective bit I loved it it's so good can you do a little McConaughey I was like oh shit. Because now I can't, you I can't, can't use it in the audition. I can't use it in the audition. Ah. I was like, I was gonna slip it in there, but now I can't. Son so. of a pus bucket. Son of a pus <laughs> bucket. <laughs> Scuzzy pus. What does he say? Son of mother. Pus. Mother. No, no. Pus bucket. No, is that what he, in, in Star Wars? Oh, I'm doing oh. Ghostbusters. Scruffy oh, yeah. looking nerf herder. Scruffy looking nerf herder. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now Harrison Ford. That's one I, I don't. I'm that's, that's and that great. is so distinctive, and yeah. you are so nailing that. Thank yeah. you. It's, uh, I'm surprised it. more people don't do Malkovich. Malkovich, that you, that you nail yeah, as well. yeah. He <laughs> is a very, very distinct sort of voice where, you know, and I, I watched him on Conan recently and he was quoted as saying that he doesn't actually like the sound of his own voice, which I can certainly relate to <laughs> when I hear my voice, Ross's voice, on a, a show or or film, I'm saying, I want him to shut the hell up. <laughs> I don't like my own voice, which is probably why I do other voices. Yeah. I, I do love <laughs> the fact amazing. that any, anytime I've seen you do Malkovich in, in the Oscar special, it's always like he's just on the verge of getting pissed. It's that point where people slow down their speech to make their point. He's there yeah. all the time. Yeah. Right. That's right. funny because some of these people have certain inflections. Do you have uh, an impersonation where you're like, well, it's just that in Inflection, and I just because you like doing that particular <laughs> part of it, like uh, Jim Carrey's kind of masterful at that. Yeah, like he, I remember he used to do an impersonation of uh, of um, uh, Rebel Char- Without a Cause. Oh yeah, uh, James Dean. James Dean, but yeah. it was it was the face silent. Yeah, and I was yeah. like. But it's a great impersonation, <laughs> right, but right. it's just him when he's not saying anything, which is plenty. Yeah. And that's the difference, right, between impression and impersonation. Impression. You look, take on the look, right, with an impersonation? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, I would say so. I mean, you know, there's, an, there's impersonators in Vegas especially who, you know, can kind of do the, the, the look and the, the song and dance or whatever. But I think, you know, Jim and I have always, Jim Meskimen have always said that, like, you know, what we try to do is, you know, get, get get the closest approximation to that person's voice as we possibly can. And hopefully in the meantime, you know, our, our expressions are matching their look and, and we're moving in the same, you know, kind of way. That's 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 where we get excited when we when we feel like we're actually embodying the character. I know that sounds kinda of weird, but uh-huh. it, 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 no, I notice you don't do the kind thing, of nerdy like that. I notice you, know? you don't do the thing where you turn around. And the, the, the old classic. <laughs> Pull I bet it would, <laughs> when did that yeah. start? Adam West ordering a hamburger would yeah. go a little something <laughs> yeah. like, like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
don't know where that started. In the Catskills, oh, I, I imagine. Is where in the Poconos. Yeah. Are there any great female impersonators right now? There are. There are. Actually, we, we have a number of them on our show. Uh, Angela Hoover, Dana DeLorenzo, Melissa Villasenor. Oh, wow. um, there's, there's fantastic female impersonators. Out, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a bummer. I think, you know, female comedians in general don't get the credit they deserve. And, and it's because for so many years they weren't allowed to be funny. You know, women just, you know, yeah. Jerry Lewis wouldn't let them. Yeah, he's like, no, you can't do it. I don't want you doing it. Um, uh, Is it Jerry Lewis? I, I don't know what <laughs> but Because uh, I was going to request you yelling at his kids. But anyway. Okay. <laughs> Fine lady. Um, Get in here and clean up the dishes. Right. No, it's, it's, it's a good day and age. I feel like women are really starting to, to you know, like Tig Notaro, I think she's one of the sure. funniest women. And one of the funniest comedians out there, and and you know, women can be funny now. It's okay. It's not. It's not. It's not like this thing in the in the in the eighties and nineties where it was like, oh, it's kind of weird if you're a female comedian. You know, it's being you know a little bit more accepted. And I think that's a it's a good thing. You know. Yeah, and there's a lot of distinct female voices out there. But yeah. So I imagine there's got to be impersonators taking on Roseanne and yeah. Oprah and whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where can people see the pressure guys? I, I've watched it on YouTube. Is that pretty much the place to go to watch yep. that? That's I think it's the so only it's place video. to go. Yeah, it's oh, uh, I don't know it's if it's on YouTube. It's on YouTunes. The YouTunes. Is it on YouTunes? The YouTunes. <laughs> us, us old Is it on don't Face Space? Where, where do we watch it? <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, it's on uh, Rain Wilson's the executive producer. It's on his channel. Oh. Uh, Soul, Pancake Soul Pancake is the name of the YouTube channel. So just just type in the impression guys, and there's six episodes up right now. Cool. And, and, you, and you type like this. You have to type like <laughs> that. It's, it's like you're talking on the phone. Like your like Mozart. <laughs> your season two is uh, <laughs> season two is coming. Is it working? Or yeah. Well, they have to do 1.5 first. 1.5, oh, yeah. Right. Because they got picked up for a that's couple right, more that's episodes. Right, that's right. Season 1.5. So I've been what? listening to the show, Paul. All right, all right, <laughs> all right. All right, all right. All right, all right. What is the format of the show? Is it, is it, it's, so it's video, so is it sketches? Is it you guys, do you dress up as them, or what do you do? So the premise of the show, it's actually, Ben, the writer-director, approached Jim and I, and, and Jim and I have known each other for many, many years. We've worked on different projects together throughout the years. M- not, nothing r- remotely involving our impressions at all. That's the funny thing. Oh, it's been... industrials and different things that we'd worked on we just kind of you know i don't even know you you just impression is kind of they're like they're like nerds they just gravitate they're like you're you're a nerd aren't you like yeah i am did you guys sit around like the two guys in the trip and compare uh, michael caine yeah we uh, have done that no it's like this um it's much higher than this up here isn't it master wing yeah um so they you did know. it in that one bit that yeah. we were watching. Mm-hmm. You yeah. nailed it. It's yeah. so he's like, yeah. <laughs> I, I love that movie so much. Did you do Alfred talking to Brad Pitt as uh, <laughs> Batman? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Master, Master Brad, you have to stop having so many babies. You've got 18 already. I feel like that's enough. I don't think you need any more. Yeah, but listen, Angie thinks they're cute. And honestly, I think they're cute too. I don't know all their names. But man... <laughs> Let's just keep doing it, right? I mean, like, worst comes to worst, we'll give the babies away, we'll do a potluck convention, we'll, like, give them all out, whatever. We'll do, like, a silent auction, yeah? Right. He answers his own question? <laughs> yes. That's right. Terrific. He does that a lot. That is terrific. That <laughs> he's, really a, he's, he's a master of the dab. He's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yes. He just punctuates, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's good. Um, so, yeah, to answer your question, Ben approached us and said, I love that you guys both do impressions. Can we write a show surrounding the trials and tribulations of impressionists? Because mm. 
inadvertently, you know, as 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 fun as it is to do impressions, it's 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 a blessing and a curse. And I and I'm very grateful that I have a skill that you know can kind of pay the bills and everything. But whenever I go in for dramatic roles and whatnot, and like this thing last week, you know, nine times out of ten, they're like, okay, I. I I know that you're about to play a serial rapist, but um, <laughs> would you would you mind? I I don't want to put you on the spot, but would you mind doing your your Brad Pitt just for us, just for fun? It's like, yeah, uh, I wasn't like preparing for any of no, this, out, but uh, sure, you sure. In your moment before, yeah, and yeah. then you do it, and then they're like, oh my god, that's so funny. Okay, go ahead and play the rapist, and you're like. Ah. <laughs> You're not going to be looking at me like that, which is probably good. But, you know, um, so it's about these two impressionists who are tired of of being pigeonholed as impressionists and want to be taken seriously as dramatic actors. So they create a 12 step program to withdraw themselves from that world. And and it's and all their trials and tribulations along the way. It's 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 good. Can you do an impersonation of Rain Wilson? Uh, I have been asked that many times. <laughs> you don't have I to need. Do it. To, yeah. you don't have to. I just was wondering since he's your boss and all. He is, and he's a great boss. I don't want to do to. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. I'd be like, no. Yeah, I nope, don't know I how. I can't. He's not able to be impersonated. He's right. very unique. <laughs> right. You still have a beard. Bearded Rain Wilson means he's working on indie projects like his YouTube yeah. channel. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know? He's True. got a new uh, show coming out for CBS. I think. Oh, is the beard going away? No. Oh, he's keeping the beard. It looks good. It's he plays like a like a hard boiled detective. Oh. oh, good. Um, it good. looks really good. Yeah, it's got Dave Dennis Haysbert from. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, he's Major the president. Uh, Twenty four. Twenty four. He's the president yeah. of. of the <laughs> you know, help me, Joe Boo. <laughs> Hats for bats. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I want to <laughs> deconstruct a famous impression that a lot of mm. people do because we took a stab at this guy last oh, week. Lord. It was Jack Nicholson's go. birthday. Mm. Mm-hmm. So in our birthday it's segment, uh, we all gave it a shot, and uh, we'll just play a couple of them here and tell me everything. This is me giving it a shot. Now keep Thanks. in mind that no one had any time to prepare, so I will the say that. Asleep. I will just say like that I, I had time to prepare. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear your right excuses. Now. I threw this at them, and then they all just started vomiting up Jack Nicholson. All right, here we go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? That was me giving it a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had Alex Albrecht on last week from, uh, uh, from uh, Tack of the Show and Dignation. Of course, of course. And he, uh, and he gave it a shot. Masked freak terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> and we agreed. A little Clint Eastwoody at the end. Yeah, well, Clint he Eastwoody. fell into Clint Eastwood. Then Lee That'll did happen. this. Lee's favorite movie I of all time. I Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's favorite movie of all time is A Few Good Men. And this is what he gave us. You do believe that I'm here to help you? You understand that? That was good. He used right? the oh. marker. Because he, he has a cigar in his cigar? mouth. He said, I'm yeah. here to help you. He was using anyway, a, uh, <laughs> a, a highlighter. Sure. He, he, he got the cigar part down, and that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. he had the line because he seen it on TBS last weekend. That's so funny. He's <laughs> on just, TBS every week. This just proves that it's a lot harder than it looks. Is that right, Adam? You know, he must never listen to this. <laughs> that was Adam doing Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog as, by the way, that, that one of his As Bill Clinton. Yes. If I recall, it was Bill Clinton. Werner Herzog and Bill Clinton. (laughs) Werner has such a clipped voice. He's very interesting the way he speaks. It's very close to Christoph Waltz. Would like to talk to somebody about Werner Herzog? (laughs) That's true. Do do your impressions uh, impressions ever meld into another place, and you're like trying to pull it back? Yeah. Because yeah. you gotta see it going there, and you're like, mm-hmm. absolutely. You could dovetail absolutely. pretty nicely from uh, uh, Werner Herzog to Bill Clinton, right? Can you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very similar. 
<laughs> I think you can. I just about did it. That's a, I, mean, I have this certain way of speaking. I just feel like this is the way you have to do it. I did not have sex with that woman, Monica. Yeah. <laughs> Because the woman was beheaded at the time. It's a woman. <laughs> you must never look at this dress. Yeah. Paul and I worked for Disney for a year doing improvisational comedy on their ships, and it was uh, right when Bill Clinton was having a sex scandal, and it was perfect because of all the things that we oh, could I do. Bet. Paul could do Bill Clinton. So every time we'd come out and we'd ask for a famous person, every show uh, they'd say Bill Clinton. Grabbing the white wig. And, and as soon as they jacket. said that, I'd be in the back grabbing a beret. And Monica, like, yeah, 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 let's, yeah, know, yeah, know, let's do this thing. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, let's. Uh, oh, I want to ask you what we ask every guest who comes on here. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Nice. Ooh, a grandiose. That? That's no, a good one. Yeah, no. good Most people are very bored by that movie, but... Uh, it's, it meant a lot to me when I saw it. So. I find that interesting, mm. considering there are not a lot of voices to emulate <laughs> in no. that movie. Hal, basically. That's yeah. yeah, that's about it. There's only ten minutes of dialogue in that movie. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And that was it for Kierdelia, right? Or Kier, yeah, that's yeah. all Kierdelia we got. That's all Kier the Kierdelia you're getting. <laughs> he did. Two, he did 2010 though. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He, sh- he shows up for five seconds. He's, he, he appears. Did you like that? Yeah. When I was a kid, I went, that movie's awesome. Since yeah. then, I went, wow, what was that? That was the 80s. Who was yeah. that, John Lithgow and Roy Scheider? <laughs> right, yeah, and right. Peter, Peter Yates. It's not movie. bad. It's yeah. just, it just tries to wrap up everything. And part of the, the appeal of 2001 mm. for me was that it, it posed more questions than... Is than that it, why it meant so much when you were a kid? Just to yeah, that whole part of it? From a philosophical standpoint, I've never seen a movie that has posed so many deep philosophical questions that, than that movie has. I can't think of another movie that's come close. You know, I think... Well, it it says so much with what it don't say. It, it doesn't yeah. say it, what it, it don't say. What it don't say. <laughs> it, it, don't, it, don't it don't say. It what it don't say. Try the red stripe. Who brought to your bar? Jamaica man. You do a Travolta, don't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, you never saw a little movie called Avatar, which I did see asked that. a lot of questions. <laughs> you did ask a lot of questions. Yeah, I didn't see that. Very either. high, bro. Que- yeah. Question, uh, have mm-hmm. you ever watched the last 20 minutes of 2001 synced up to Echoes by Pink Floyd? I have, of course. Isn't ah. it so much better? Well, do you know why that syncs up well to that? Well, originally they were going to get Pink Floyd to do the music. Kubrick commissioned them to do that. Oh, wow. That, so that, did he edit that last sequence to Echoes by Pink Floyd? No, no, no. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Yeah. Echoes was recorded for that Jupiter and the Infinite Beyond. What? Yeah. So they, they, they recorded that for that, because if, if, if memory serves, the Echoes album came out in 1968 or 69, the same year that, that 2001 did. Oh. And so did they get a clip of the movie and then make so why the didn't music they just take They thought it was too trippy. They thought that for oh. the studio said, it's too, it's too out there. It's it, it will never oh, sell. Wow, you know. But the bad. music that's in it is like uh, it's pretty weird. It makes you itch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh no, that that's not true. <laughs> Put that in there. That's Put gross. a bunch of uh, yeah. Theremin. Is, yeah. is that a Put a bunch of theremin falling down the stairs. I that won't <laughs> freak people out. If you started after the third chime in Jupiter and Infinity Beyond, yeah. that's when you're supposed to is start it, it, and it's okay. perfect. It, it lines up beautifully. Yeah. Right? It, it, to the point where the final crash of the song crashes to directed by Stanley Kubrick. Right. It's, it goes, boom. It's really, uh, again, Stephen Lewis credit for this. Show me this. Pretty amazing. great. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Pretty. Yeah. I'm a nerd. Cool. He's also queued like up it. the beginning of it to another Pink Floyd album, Wish You Were Here. I think it uh, actually goes quite well to the beginning oh, of it. Oh, really? Not quite as well, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had heard a thing about Wizard of Oz, too, with uh, Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Once you've that, seen the- That was the first one I'd heard of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was yeah. the first one. Yeah. Once you've seen 2001, that one's not that great. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, now we know why that 
that one's done on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. That yeah, one's sure. very good. Yeah. Oh, hey, you learn something every day. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's go from uh, the greatest movie that uh, Ross has ever seen to... Tron. What did you see this week? Oh, nice. Oh, we're not doing Jack Nicholson. Oh, well, oh. We, uh, we were playing oh, how yeah, bad we were right. at it. Oh, okay. yeah. You want to tell, tell, you tell, tell us how, how to do it. I didn't know. Give I didn't us a know. tutorial. <laughs> Give us a, it's a one part this, a one part that. So <laughs> I think. Pull your I hair think. back. You pull your hair back, right? Yeah, yeah. I really about that. the grease. So the thing about Jack Nicholson, you got to remember, <laughs> is that like it's him. all in the cheeks, right? The high <laughs> cheekbones. You got to pull this back and pull the teeth forward like that. <laughs> it's all about talking through your nose and sounding a little bit nasal right there, right? That's amazing. He, he looks creepy so looking. He looks just like him when he does it. And when he Mrs. looks at you out the corner of his eye, it's creepy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I specialize in creepy. Yeah. So it's... Uh, <laughs> To your friend, I would just say, uh, Batman <laughs> terrorizes. Wait till they get a load of me. Oop, oop, oop. <laughs> and it goes on wow, some nice Very nice. Thank you. Oh, of course, I'm still going to suck exciting. it. But that was good. To... No, you just <laughs> all about the your face, dude. Cheeky. I have a question. Are you yeah. a really good singer? No. Shut up. I would no. think you'd have, you have so much control of your voice. Don't oh. tell him to shut up. We need him to keep no, talking. I mean, We're doing an interview show. Karen, I, come on. <laughs> I can't believe that you have so much control over pitch and, and for placement. For example, right there, you knew to place it right here in the front of your mask. Uh, anyway, are you sure you can't sing? <laughs> I'll try you, if you want me to. I'm just saying. Are, are you in recording? Get out of town because you keep hitting the table. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's Karen's shut up stance. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut, it is. A I lot of shut ups it. there. Couldn't believe it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I just, that was uh, yes. great, Nicholson. That's Actually, a, one of the only amazing. impersonations I do is uh, is a singer. Oh. Who's that? Beyonce? Peter Very, Gabriel. Say it's Beyonce. Oh, oh yeah. Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I love Peter Gabriel. Beyonce. Red rain is falling down. Red rain. That's you do really Randy good. Newman, and that's I do Randy Newman. That's Lord, true. Yeah. Well, we just come in here with a bunch of friends, and we're going to a Toy Story. That's kind of Stewie Griffin, isn't it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know what just happened. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. <laughs> uh, I, always, I, I just do Werner oh. Herzog and Ted Knight. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I uh, love Lyle oh. Lovett. Danny. And so oh. I make him do Lyle Lovett, even though I don't know if he likes doing Lyle Lovett. <laughs> I, yeah, I love cool. whenever you have him like talking between way. songs. He's got a way in concert, yeah. Mm. Like, on piano, Jim Cox. <laughs> he just takes these huge... On the drums, the one and the only, Russ Conkle. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, I, once we were at a concert and uh, this girl goes, Lyle, I love you. That's because you don't know me. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he just takes his big space. Wow. He's awesome. Anyway, that's the my former answer. Miss Julia Roberts. Former Mr. Julia Roberts. I know, yeah. isn't that amazing? Yeah. Mr. Cool. That was man. weird. Yeah. Uh, so, what, what did you see this week? Let's burn through a couple oh. of titles real quick. Uh, right. Anything out there? I saw the uh, Captain America Winter Soldier. We saw that. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to see that again. I love that movie you so much. I heard a little interesting thing about it and talking with my friend Kevin. That what? it's awesome? <laughs> I, I think it's awesome. He said he would... Now, spoiler alert. Okay, we're going to go full spoiler alert on this. Get off your ass. You've had a month. Spoiler alert, you're sitting on your ass a lot. Yeah, you've had a month. <laughs> um, he he would have liked the movie more if Hydra was not involved in it. That mm. Captain America was merely striking out against our government acting... 
in a corrupt manner. Are you saying Kevin Will? It's not comic book enough. Yes, I am. That's why, because Kevin Will <laughs> loves stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but this is this is the, this is the tightrope act that the first one walked anyway. It's this patriotic, you know, superhero, and it's and and that's a very hard thing to have that goody goodness across. So. The way they, they set the first one up so well that him denying the government's order—I mean, it is the government that he's at first saying. Yeah, I'd say he because that was my argument is that you get that enjoyment of Captain America yeah. being more of an embodiment of America than America is. America, at the, yeah, America that he's going against. Um, <laughs> I think America's great. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I'm big. <laughs> I'm just happy to be here. I've been doing a lot of paintings. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw them. <laughs> They're good. George W. Bush, Crux. super soldier. He painted Captain America? Soldier, yeah. yeah. I, paint, I paint everything. Dude, George Bush uh, delivering Tommy Lee Jones lines from Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for the first Sorry, one. I'm doing mashups. We're going to do it. We, that, that, I, was, I was doing too much. I was doing a mashup with Tommy Lee and Brooke Bush. Uh, we're going to build a super soldier. <laughs> we're going to build a man out of, out of a machine, turn him into, not like Iron Man, but uh, we're going to put him through like a syringe. He's going to go through him like Tommy. Remember, remember uh, you know, uh, get the ejection into him. He's going to be all big. <laughs> be all like uh, Incredible Hulk. <laughs> I love that he laughs at his own jokes. I kind of want to move on to the next movie, just so you, we never hear your actual thoughts on Captain America. Oh, yeah. Only no, through no, an no, impersonation. No. <laughs> now it's your time to talk about yes. uh, gotcha. Captain oh, America. What'd you think? Yeah. I think, you know... One thing that I, I need to remind myself, and probably for your friend as well, every movie that's going to come out in this world for the Avengers has to relate back to and, and tie into each other. So they're all going to have to, I mean, they're thinking six, seven movies ahead, because that's how many movies they're going to be doing ostensibly. Which so, is brilliant. Yeah. And about yeah. time someone did that. Right. Unheard right. of. It's it really, really is. And, it, and they're getting smart about it. They're getting yep. tighter. They're getting... I think they're they're understanding that that superhero movies can have depth and and character development and intelligence and that's a that's a that's a strong move. Like the Avengers was easily one of the best. Yeah. I would I would still say that Dark Knight is the best superhero movie. People go back and forth of course because they say it's not about mutants, but I say well it's a, still a superhero, you know. But oh, sure. but uh, I still think yeah, Dark Knight takes the cake, but a close second would be Iron Man. Or 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 <laughs> or the Avengers or X-Men. Dose. Two, two dose. Yeah. Really X-Men dose is pretty de- tasty, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Were you saying that you saw a Tron, or are you just talking about his shirt? Well, we, we re- revealed to each other right before the, the air. I thought you when saw you fell it. in love. We fell when in love. <laughs> uh, I had him at my Tron t-shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing a Tron t-shirt from uh, Super 7, from the Comic-Con last year, WonderCon wow. last year. Uh, they have a bunch of awesome stuff. Do you know who Super 7 is? Mm-mm. They also took uh, the uh, Aliens action figures. Originally, they were going to make Alien uh, Alien action figures because Alien was supposed to, you know, after Star Wars, that was going to make Star Wars money. And then they sure. hired Ridley Scott, and then it became this sort of uh, <laughs> a little dark. bit more of a horror, dark classic. H.R. Giger yeah. design. Yeah, but they yeah. still made action figures. But then once they saw the movie, they didn't make the action figures. Uh, they made okay. that one famous one. There's like a 12-inch tall the one. Queen. Or like the Queen? Uh, the Alien. It's just the Alien. So 79. Oh, so without the Queen. Yeah, right, right. Of course. And uh, this company called Super 7, they bought the molds. And they made the action figures, but to give them away to fans, I don't know if you remember Star Wars, they didn't have toys the first year Star Wars came out, so they gave you a stand and a coupon for them. Oh, that's right. And that's right. what they were selling at the uh, Comic-Con last year was, and it was an exact replica, that Star Wars Sears giveaway. Yeah, anyway, very clever. I have clever an insane guys. amount of Star Wars collectibles. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. 
That's it's good. really embarrassing. Do you yeah. have Tron action figures? I don't. <gasps> the, Tron, I, the old Tron action figures are awesome. I yeah. still have a couple of mine, but they're way beat up. Too. I got into Tron way too late. You know, I was I was uh, in in high school when I saw, it, and and by then you you know in Colorado you don't really know where to get Tron action figures. You know, it's not. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was a little a little too late to that party. Yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. brilliant movie. There's no movie like it, is there? No. I mean, no. It, it is a science fiction world that is that is fully realized it, as though it were a second movie or a third. Yeah. It just this world just exists. Did it bother you whenever they did the remake? No. Never, uh, wait, was it a remake or? See, that's what I was just going to bring up. It was a, a sequel. It's a sequel. Okay. I'm glad they're doing that. Like they could make they oh. could remake Star Wars, but they're yeah. not. Give yeah. us yeah. a sequel. Okay, you know? that's cool. So that's that that doesn't bother you as much. No, I I love okay. the new. I don't know how you feel about it, but the 2010, you know, with Garrett Hedlund and Olivia Wilde. It was beautiful. Oh, it, it was gorgeous. Yeah. It, for one thing, I mean, Tron redefines special effects in many ways in 82. I mean, obviously, Star Wars was the precursor. But the but first computer-generated effects, and it's a movie incredible. that takes place inside a computer. That yeah. makes so sense. now, all these years later, that everything has computer effects, nothing could be more welcome than a, than a special effects movie of Tron, because mm-hmm. right. you could do all the special effects, you know, digital effects. The light cycle sequence, especially. Yeah. you're combining the way they shot back in the 20s with Rudolph Rudolph Valentino movies with this neon, you know, they're, they're, it, it's it, it inspired me. To, I was just saying that I, I wrote a musical version of Tron in college, <laughs> oh, that's an hour awesome. long musical version. One of Tron. that you wouldn't have sung. Yeah, now I was that just going to say learning. that's why I, I, I don't sing. I do the I do the, I know how to I know I, I understand melodies and rhythm. I noodle. Maybe I he noodle does a, a little bay. Maybe he does a good Jeff Bridges. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. You know, the dude abides, man. You know, you gotta you gotta stroke the weasel. You know, <laughs> I don't know. Or Bruce Boxleitner. Now I'm putting <laughs> yeah. on the spot. My friend Piat does a better Piat on the show does a much better Jeff Bridges but uh, yeah I mean it's 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 such an incredible series and saga you know I mean the t- the, t- the 2010 obviously had you Daft Punk doing yeah, the right. score so that was cool. the best thing about it yeah. so god cool. I mean and and visually one of the most captivating movies I've ever seen you I know mean, that, truly that's just, the the director whose name escapes me and that's um, not fair because he made Oblivion next to show oh, that he was for yeah. real. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that guy. So good. He's really good. I'll see whatever oh, he's man. doing next. Like on his name. But he used to do a bunch of music videos, and Tron was his first foray into Kr- features. Krasinski. Yes. Joseph, Joseph Krasinski. 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 Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. He's awesome. good. Yeah, and Oblivion was awesome. What a yeah. what a what a brilliant follow up! Like another fully realized world. It's 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 mm. funny that they had someone that could create a fully realized world like that, and they gave him a world that already kind of existed that he really expanded. Great guns in in Tron uh, two. Yeah, uh, which is called Tron Resurrection or something. Legacy. But I just called Tron <laughs> Legacy. Legacy. Yeah. Legacy. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get on to the uh, the grand finale so of Captain the America, show. Did you like it? Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, I did yeah, like yeah, Captain America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Said as much. Okay. <laughs> Uh, let's get to the, the finale here of every show cast. Karen's birthday is celebrating the birthdays of those who make Yee-hoo. the movies. Take it away, Karen. <laughs> so exciting. Let's start off our birthdays this week by wishing a very happy birthday to professional wrestler turned actor, turned professional wrestler again, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, hey. who turns 41 can, but can play anywhere from the people's champion to box office champion. Mm-hmm. The Rock is going to do to you exactly what he does best, He's and so that's good. lay the smack down on your candy ass. <laughs> Nobody greater with a microphone uh, than Marina. The people's elbow that. and the people's eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's more Patrick Warburton. Like, hey, hey, hey Peter. <laughs> High five. Boom. High Boom. Five. Peter, right here. Give the elbow. Hey. <laughs> um, now, Paul and I, and I think Adam's going to join, we're all part of this thing called the Rotoflix League, and so it's fantasy football, but for movie geeks. No, Do you no, want to join? Oh. Shut your mouth! 
<laughs> you do the rock, don't you? Yeah, can you do bit. it? Yeah, a little bit. You do the eyebrow. That used to be on your license plate for or license all the time. Yep. For, uh, Let me tell you what The Rock's going to do. The Rock's going to take this microphone, he's going to polish it up real nice, he's going to turn that bitch sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass! <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of blowing out the microphone nice. when you do The Rock. <laughs> nice. But I was going to say that we're putting together our fantasy teams, and mm-hmm. so we're going to be drafting soon, and so now I'm starting to pay attention to the big blockbuster movies that are coming up, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I don't mess up and just pick Julia Roberts for everything, and then yeah, she's in yeah. no movies. So I realized... <laughs> That The Rock is going to be starring in Hercules this summer. Well, as a matter of fact, we here at the Movie Guys are very on the cusp. People from the studios like to send us clips of the movies before they even come out in a oh, theater. Oh, cool. We get to hear the Hercules yeah. So it's kind of exciting because I have a clip from the summer blockbuster release of Hercule- Hercules, directed by Brett Ratner, and it's going to open oh, July 25th. So let's just take a listen to this. First time you're going to hear it. Hercules, hero of song and story. Hercules, winner of glory. It doesn't matter what your name is. Oh, it all turned on you. Weird. So nice uh, throwback, though. It is. I think they're trying to make it accessible to all those people that like the cartoon in the sixties. Turn that some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. Paul, you did. That was an amazing. That was. Did you like that? You even did the crowd noises. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yes. Surrounded by the millions and millions <laughs> I'm of cheating. the Rocks fans, matter all what he's chanting his name. That's control, right? That is control. Yeah. He just yeah. owned thirty thousand. I mean, we've all been there. We're doing a live show. You stutter. He never stutters. No. Doesn't have a misguided no. step. In the that is like Stone presence. Cold is also yeah. very on top of that stuff. <sighs> anyway, let's keep celebrating birthdays. Yeah, hey, do you have a Dwayne the Rock? You did a little bit. I yeah, just the. Yeah. Hey, the people. It's, it's it's again. It sounds like. <laughs> he Patrick sounded. Walker. Wait a minute. Hey. You sound like. Hey, <laughs> boo boo. Yo yo. That was fantastic. The people's choice. The people's elbow. The people's eyebrow. That's right, Peter. <laughs> Dwayne the Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I, think I, can, I think I can do it. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's ah, oh, that's fun. <laughs> Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to Daniel Day Lewis, who Ooh. turns 57 but can play anywhere oh. from a Guido to Abraham Lincoln. Mm. Now, get this. This is kind of crazy. I'm from a very small hick town in western New York. So I first saw Daniel Day Lewis in the movie. My beautiful laundrette. Oh yeah, I've seen it. Which I rented. Very from underrated. A very. <laughs> I rented it from this place called the Sinclairville Superette, which is a town of about six hundred to a thousand people, and the Superette is this little store in the middle of town that has one or two gas pumps, and you go there to buy your bread and milk and those kind of things because the nearest town is forty minutes away, and it snows so much there that you're lucky to get to the Superette. So I went in there. It was like in the 80s, and they had the little video where you actually go and take the video up to the person. They maybe have 100 movies, and somehow they had My Beautiful Laundrette, which um, we all know is about homosexuality and two people who fall in love and own a laundromat. I rented this thing. I'm watching it. My dad walks in. He's like, what the hell is that? I'm like, I don't know. Guys are making out. I don't know how they got that movie. Yeah, it's still it to this day. It played in my hometown, too. And I, when I was working at the movie theater, and I'd just see people, you know, rednecks Walking filing out. out. What the hell? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This place, the Superette, sells 
guns and ammunition. And on the walls are stuffed turkeys and deer head from the different people who have gone there and gotten their licenses. I don't know how they managed to do it. But that's, that's pretty amazing. Pretty exciting. So uh, Daniel Day-Lewis just recently won an Oscar, as we all know, for Lincoln. And that made him the man with the most Oscars for a leading actor in a movie. So uh, mm-hmm. what other movies did he win for? Do you guys know? He won there for Lincoln. There will be blood. He won for Lincoln. There will be blood. And one more. My, My left, left foot. foot. Yes, very good. So that leaves eight other actors who used to have this title. They were all tied for having the most uh, Oscars for Hmm. being an actor in a movie. So now does anybody know, and and when you say the name, please impersonate them. Any other (laughs) names of actors? There's eight of them. Two-time winners? Two-time winners of Best Actor. Jerry Cooper. Well, Jack Nicholson, wasn't he? Well, I don't know. Wait, wait, I'm going to try this now with the cheeks up and the teeth forward. Jack Nicholson. Well, that was better. (laughs) Was it better? Yeah. Yeah, I love when you point at me. Look at me funny. (laughs) <laughs> that was good. You said one, and you did it in the voice. I said Gary Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> was that that Gary was Cooper? it was, was yes. Hot, what is it? High noon. And, and I uh, don't know what Gary Cooper sounds like. So that was a couple perfect. of those guys got nominated for so many things. Uh, another one's got to be uh, Jimmy Stewart, right? Oh, Jimmy Stewart. There yeah. you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, also, there you were doing. You had it. I, I got one. Uh, well, <laughs> Tom Hanks won twice. I mean, he won with the oh, nice. He won twice. Okay. Wilson! Do you do Tom Hanks? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, you said one. You were right. I did? Uh, I'm not crying at the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Marlon Brando. Maybe I was oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, Marlon Brando. Yeah, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the second time I won an award, I, I, I sent an, a squaw in my place. Uh, did you she really? Was a lovely, yeah, she was a, a lovely Indian girl I was seeing at the time, and I... I was protesting the Vietnamese war because I, I I didn't agree with it, and I sent her in my place. So, such a little. Thing. I just uh, <laughs> didn't really feel like going. It was uh, I was eating a, a hogan, uh, you know, a big old hoagie, and I got bloated, and I just decided it's, to stay home. It's so, so big, it's a hogan. It's a, a hogan. hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys, um, okay. Hogan brand, Hulk Hogan brand hoagies. Ooh. Now I this do a person. Young, I do a young Brando. Hi, guys. That's good. I'm the wild one. <laughs> He was good. a little higher pitch back then. Yeah, 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 yeah that was good. More Godfather is kind of what you were doing, we all but I went. One of the guys, I don't know, so you probably <laughs> might not say it, Frederick March. Oh, I, I yes. I don't know him. Hmm. I don't know what he sounds like or anything. But Dustin Hoffman. I can give you a little Frederick oh, March. Can you give me a little? Uh, thank you very much for this Oscar. Is that Frederick March? I have no idea. No, you're so <laughs> stupid. But here's two more, just for fun. Sean Penn. Anybody got a Sean oh, Penn? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Which fr- movie? Yeah, like Fast Times could be probably good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Milk. Hey, bud. Harvey Milk! I promised the people of San Francisco something. I, you He's know, a pointer, too, it, right? right? Yeah, a big pointer. Yeah. Was, yeah. Hey, it was more, a of nice a, more of a left hand gesture like this. Yeah, like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he sort of sounded like Jerry Lewis. Yeah. And Dustin Hoffman. He's the other oh, yeah. one. Yeah. Big, boy, big boy did it. Why is it every time you go to an impersonation, you go back to Dick Tracy? <laughs> everyone was in Dick Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every actor was in Dick Tracy. It's me. Oh, it's also, me. It's me, Michael Dorsey. You said I'd never work in New York. Michael, I begged you to get therapy. Little Sidney Pollock and uh, <laughs> Ah, that was nice. nice. Now it's also Casey Kasem's yeah, birthday. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. Would you like to send out a birthday greeting to yourself, Casey? Here's going out to the, the, the one and only. Casey Kasem, we love you. We've enjoyed your voice over the years. And here's to take us away. We're going to go out to Beyonce. All the single ladies. One last time. <laughs> Kids and pets oh. and a situation that we can all understand. Sing along if you know the words to this. Or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, this? Ohio. 
And here's what he writes. And here's what he writes. Dear Casey, Dear this Casey. may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, wrong. there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, Snuggles. but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. Let's start again. From coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. I wish I knew all the words to this. He gets so mad. See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay. I want a goddamn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a fucking up-tempo record every time I do a goddamn deaf dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures what I was supposed to see happened? this week. Now, watch this. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record <laughs> that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. <laughs> and then right after Happy that, birthday. in the clip, he goes, Hi. Snuggles, we're so sorry. <laughs> wow. And also, I, uh, Seinfeld's birthday. There are just so many I didn't have the ability to. Yeah. Oh, he's great. Yeah. We love Seinfeld. <laughs> he's great. I, I like him. Everybody loves him. Everyone loves him. He loves the food. He loves the airplanes. What's the deal with his birthday? I love it. How old is he? No one knows. No, I don't know. He has an aged bit. Timeless. <laughs> And uh, lastly, I want to wish a very happy birthday, and you don't have to impersonate him, to Ray Parker Jr. Oh, do it. Unless, of course, you can. <laughs> well, I just sing the Ghostbusters. Right? Can we just all sing the <laughs> Ghostbusters? Oh, yeah. With Who? the other woman. Yeah. <laughs> you sounded like Clinton <laughs> as well. Right. That's right. If you sound right. strange. Well, yeah. I know a lot about the We're other so woman. Strange. In a neighborhood. Who you gonna call? He turns 59 but can play anywhere from a Detroit studio musician to an Oscar nominated writer for best music. Original song for Ghostbusters. Oscar nominated. But wow. does anyone know what he lost to? Purple Rain. No, Stevie Wonders. Oh. I just called to uh, say I love for what you. song? For what, what movie? movie? Uh, That's uh, The Woman in Red. Woman in Red. Yep. Oh. And uh, of course, I like to hear celebrities sing. So here's a little Ghostbusters. Wait, wait, this celebrity sang a song? <laughs> yes, isn't it amazing? It's what he's known for. He has 53 credits on IMDb. Oh, wow. 50 of them are credits about Ghostbusters. Uh, in the cartoon, so and the this, yeah. and the TV special. Anytime it's on any movie, he gets credit for That's it. Right what a phenomenon, though. This would have yeah. just been a great movie. Yeah. But it just became a. This is part of the phenomenon. Yeah. It's like if Raiders of Lost yeah. Ark just has the score to, I don't know, Radio Flyer, it's still a good movie, <laughs> but they're just. This! Yeah. This is 84. This is Mr. T and Michael Jackson and Ronald Reagan and everything. Yeah, right? it is. It's all right here. <laughs> well, that wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Follow us on Twitter at The Movie Guys, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Movie Guys, as well as YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. You guys are on everything. We are. <laughs> we are. Oh, We're like How a rash. Doing? <laughs> You're just everywhere. Thanks to Ross Marquand. Yay! What's the latest thing to plug? What should people go see right now? Uh, well, check out the uh, the House of Thrones parody. Check out the AT&T oh. True Detective parodies. Cool. And coming up, an X Men. Oh yes, we're doing a we're doing a Mad Men slash X Men parody oh, and the history cool. of bromance. 
That's great. See, Justin I've seen Timberlake, those Jimmy two, Fallon. so that'll awesome. help me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so check it out. Thanks also to Jamie Clark Yelvington for watching the board and providing stats and corrections, and Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. We'll be back next week. Great new guests, three new films to talk about. See you then. So whenever Paul and I do karaoke, we like to play this song, and then during oh, the course. breaks, we quote the movie. Ah, so, for example, right here. Oh, he's got to sing a little bit. So we'd be singing this, whatever. She sleeps above her covers, four feet above her covers. <laughs> this is a different look for you. Yeah, you know, I think they won't be able to see it from the street. What is the <laughs> You're <laughs> you good. Drive by and not see the sign. There you go. My name is Peck. <laughs> you can believe Mr. Pecker. <laughs> is everybody getting this? Cats and dogs living in the... To be good! For goodness sake! Whoa! Somebody's coming! Movie, guys!